1: No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I'm very, very happy to bring the world an important interview that has been long overdue. This is, podcast is oftentimes sort of credited as being like a SoundCloud rap podcast, or at least we came from that. You basically, Ronnie J, were like the the pioneer of that kind of sound, even before X and and Pump and the whole era that people kind of call SoundCloud rap, you were sort of there from the very beginning of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was always there since like day one. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that, you know, I was a part of like the whole like explosion of like SoundCloud, like, you know, like the, like it's like, it's like, uh, what do you call it? It's like prime, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I was definitely a part of like the prime of SoundCloud and I don't think it's anywhere where it used to be anymore. So,
1: so I, I agree with that. We can get into that, but I just, I'm interested in the early days because it's like you, when you think about you and Denzel, Was that like the first person in Florida that you actually did stuff with who had any kind of name? Because Threats, for those who don't know, I mean, you do know. Because if you heard it, you would recognize it, even if you don't know the actual name of the song. But Threats was like, in my mind, that sort of like ushered in what SoundCloud rap was to be after Space Ghost Purp.
0: Yeah, uh, Denzel Curry was definitely like the first person that I like linked up with out of South Florida that something actually came out of. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Threats was like the first song that, you know, we had that like just went viral. So, right. Like, that was every, that was a song that like just took everything off. So,
1: yeah. Right. Well, so how deep into the music side of things were you when you went to uh, like when, at that time? Because a lot of people would be like, "Oh, Jersey, it's right next to New York. There's probably a lot of opportunities there." But were they like opportunities that you weren't necessarily feeling?
0: Um, I mean, <clears throat> bro, like when I first graduated uh, high school, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I wasn't even like make, I wasn't even producing yet. You know, mm. um, I just wanted to get out of Jersey. So I was like going to school for like criminal justice at that point. Um, and then one of my friends from back home, he was, he was making beats and he was just like blowing up with it. So he's the one that like inspired me, you know, mm. to like even want to do it. Like I always been playing drums my whole life. But he's the one that inspired me, Um, Good Work Charlie, to like, you know, for me to be producing.
1: And did you say that at first you thought that making beats was kind of like this nerdy thing where you just be sitting on the computer and shit and then you kind of like unlearn that mentality?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I said. It's crazy. Um, I mean, that's how I used to like, yeah, that's how I used to see it, you know? Like, Mm. I didn't think it was like, oh, like that's lame, but like I just didn't really see me doing that, you know, just being on the computer, like, you know what I'm saying? So um it's kind of funny how like how things turned out
1: well i think it's funny too because i think that if you're gonna make something out of yourself in life that you have to really get into that mentality of like working your ass off and being willing to kind of like be a nerd for however many years it takes like and that's not true for anything as much as it is producing really because it's like if you want to get to be a good producer you realistically gonna have to spend at least like a year a couple years just post it up learning
0: yeah like you gotta lock in and like that's that's what i totally did you know what i'm saying like at one point I felt like I didn't even have a life like I hated my life, you know, because I was just like so dedicated to this, you know, and just like I just wanted to make it so bad. Uh So
1: like, yeah, just countless hours that sacrifice. So you go down to Florida and then you're not really feeling the school thing, but are you starting to like go to shows or like what's your opinion on hip hop out there?
0: Um, So like honestly, like before I went to South Florida, like I never really attended shows like that, you know, just wasn't a thing Like, Mm. like my group of friends like in Jersey, like we would go to clubs and parties, but like never like really rap shows, you Right. Know? So, um, yeah, like once I, you know, once I got down there and I linked up with Denzel, you know, I got, you know, introduced to the whole underground scene and like, you know, um, I, like that was like when ASAP Rocky first came out, the whole at mob thing, you know, Raider clan. So that was all new to me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole, like, it just felt like an underground world mm. that like the mainstream just wasn't really aware of yet. Yeah. And it That's was like, like,
1: it was weird because it was like all, all of a sudden, that Florida, that SoundCloud era, all of a sudden made it like underground rap felt really, really cool in that moment. Like, it just felt yeah. different. I remember going to see, uh, like, Wi-Fi and Pump and, and and uh, like, Young Simi, like, maybe six months before Pump started blowing up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the energy in that room and just a random ass, I think it was in West Palm Beach or something, yeah. the energy was insane. And yeah. it, it just felt like, holy shit, this is really important. Like, there's so much interesting shit going on out here.
0: Yeah, nah, I feel the same way. Like it was definitely like, like something fresh and new, you know. Like it felt like we had the power. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like we we had the power of just like, of like gaining attention from the masses. Like that's what it felt like, you know.
1: Right, definitely. Um, so when you were looking at, so how did you meet Denzel? Um, so I met
0: Denzel Curry through a, m- a mutual friend from uh one of the colleges that I attended
1: okay and um and Denzel's like basically unknown at this point but did you hear his stuff and you were no nah, like,
0: I mean I, I totally had no idea but like he for sure was known just like on the internet Raider though. clan yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah just like okay. literally like Raider clan and just like YouTube and like a little SoundCloud stuff
1: not like the way we are know him now but he definitely yeah. had a, a Florida buzz for he sure, definitely yeah. had
0: like yeah he definitely had some buzz to where it's like all right like I want to work with him like, I see you know he has a big future right so like that was that Um, But yeah, so I met him through like one of the homies and he was like, yo, I know about this kid named Denzel Curry from like the hood out here in Miami and we just like linked. Uh, I think Simi had like a video shoot and then my homie like drove me over there and Denzel was there and that was the first time we linked up.
1: Mm. And so did you guys hit it off on like a personal level or was it more just like a musical thing where he needed a, a good producer at that time and you were you were hungry for, for a rapper who could do justice to the beats you were making?
0: Yeah, I think it was more like about like the music, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really like super personal just yet, but it became personal because mm. it was like an everyday, it was like a lifestyle thing, you know, like once like once we dropped threats and we realized like, all right, bet, like, this could be like a career for us then it became like you know like you know like a part of our everyday routine right
1: <laughs> really? so yeah. you guys were recording a shitload back then
0: yeah, yeah. we always been like working did
1: sure. it did it spiral into like you working with a ton of other artists from that scene like how did you eventually end up working with guys like x and ski and shit?
0: yeah so like i mean i never really like i never really planned on just being like for one artist just like you know how like you know an artist has like their one producer vice versa mm-hmm. so i never really planned for it to be like that but you know, from me working with Denzel and making great stuff, that, that made everyone else want to work with me, too, that he was around from South Florida. So, yeah, it just kind of like trickled down to everybody else, you know, they just like heard you know, like, oh, Ronnie, Ronnie, whatever, distortion, all that. So,
1: right. Yeah. So in term, when you say distortion, it's interesting because it's like a lot of people, when they think about like distorted rap music, they think about X. Yeah, and they don't necessarily, like, go back and trace it to, like, SGP or Denzel or all these different sounds that were kind of coming out of that time. Was there any kind of, like, conscious conversation between you and Denzel about what he wanted aesthetically, that he wanted something grimier that had that sort of distorted vibe to it?
0: Um, I think, bro, like, I think when I first went down there and I, I realized, you know, I learned about Raider Clan and stuff like that, I think, like, my sound and, like, their sound, it's just, like, food. like it just, like, it just like fused together, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I for sure paid attention. I realized oh, like, okay, like their sound is more like dirty, like mm. underground. It's not super clean. And then when I was making beats, when I first started making beats, I was just making them, you know, just like not even trying to overthink it. And it just came out like that, you know, because like I never knew how to mix. So, you know, everyone thought I was doing things on purpose, but mm. really like I didn't know what I was doing like that, you
1: know? <laughs> See, that's interesting because a lot of like the rappers who came out and people were sort of you know, crediting them with doing all this distorted beats and shit like that. You know, there was like certain pump songs where the bass just sounded so crazy. Yeah. But it seems like almost everybody sort of like cleaned up their style over time. And then, you know, and you have seen stuff like you've seen, like, am I right that Kanye kind of like took the distorted bass thing and ran with it to a certain extent, too? I mean, like when, though, like recently or? Past couple years, years. Past couple
0: years. Um... But
1: not in the exact same way, but I feel like he sort of, and, and a few other like people, they kind of like adapted some of that feel without maybe necessarily making it so abrasive got you as far as Ye, like i'm not really sure like i've i know Ye and like i've been around him
0: like personally so like i just know like he's so like in his own world you Mm. know like he's definitely like aware you know as you can see he worked with pump you know um melly so like he's he's aware but he's so like in his own world as well so like um i know for a fact he was like he was for sure inspired by x you know like the stuff that we did and, and stuff like that but um I'm not really too sure about the distortion part with him. I don't know.
1: so you go from working with Denzel, how do you end up meeting X and Ski and that whole shit? Because I'm sure that there's stories associated with that time period.
0: It was crazy, bro. Um so you know, me and Denzel, we were working at that at that point I moved in with him, um, inside the URT house. That's what we like to call it the URT house, like mm-hmm. a unity type of thing. Mm-hmm. It felt like a clubhouse, you know, like a frat house. So, you know, time passed by and then um we had this house party and X and Ski, someone told X and Ski that they can Um, perform at our house party Mm. so they just like pulled up and they thought they were gonna you know just like go crazy and Denzel was just like nah like y'all can't perform here but y'all could come in so then that was like the first time we met them and it was cool like you know it was a house party vibe whatever I don't really like remember like really interacting with them like that night because I was hella lit (laughs) but um yeah bro then after that I remember like they came back like the next day or a few days later and uh they were just like talking with Denzel and like Denzel was just like trying to like give them game you know what I'm saying 'Cause at that time Denzel was like
1: bigger than them, and like that. And they were so raw. And like did that stand out? Like, holy <clears throat> shit, these dudes are crazy. It was like,
0: crazy, bro. Like, it was kinda like they came to a party, you know what I'm saying? And then like, I don't know, like Denzel just kept playing their music. And like, mm. you know, like when Denzel loves somebody, he just like, you know, he'll let you know. So he just kept playing their music and I'm right there. So I'm like, yeah, like I'll fuck with it. Tell them slide, you know? Mm. So then once they came, the second time that they came, um, that was the that was that was the first time he asked me the song.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Which was song cool. was
0: that? Um, it's called In the Dirt. Okay. Yeah. And it was
1: it was one of the early ones on his
0: SoundCloud? Uh nah, so I think I think I dropped it on my Soundcloud. Oh, okay. So it's Yoshi Tompkins featuring X produced by me.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, and so what was your wait, before you met him, did you know him as being a dude who was fucking people up in these videos that were going viral <laughs> on Twitter and shit?
0: I, I knew like yeah, like everything happened so fast, kinda, but like um I knew that, like, yeah, like, this like he's a little crazy, reckless kid. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause I always think about that how it's so crazy that he's considered to be, you know, like one of the most influential rappers yeah. of the generation. But I literally knew about him for like a couple months yeah. from just being like that little fucking dude who's fucking people up on Twitter and just. You know, there was because there's like when you watch those videos, it's like you see Rob Banks like in the video and shit. So it's so obvious that this is going down like at Florida rap shows yeah. and that like it was just so fascinating to me. I always kind of like discount that when I talk about like when I met him and stuff that I kind of known about him for a little while, even though I didn't yeah. know his name. And yeah, nah, it's
0: crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, before like the party, I did not really know too much about them. Um, I was honestly surprised. I was like, damn, like I didn't know like there was like other kids like right around our way just mm. like doing their thing, too. You know, I thought it was like just us. And that really just like you know made me realize like how much influence we had down there too you know because like they were inspired by everything that we did as well. So.
1: Right. What was it like working with Exo? Did he stand out to you in terms of just his fucking manic, intense personality? Did he, like make any particular impression on you when you were working together, or did he just jump on whatever beat you played for him?
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, like working with him is definitely one of a kind. It was you know my all time favorite. Um, I can't compare it to anyone else. The energy for sure is you know. Um, Uncomparable, you know what I'm saying. Uh, he for sure has influence, you know, in my life, my music, um, and really he was just like, you know, just always like one of the realest with me, you mm. know, because like I make music as well, and like he just always like supported that, you know, not just like Oh Ronnie beats, 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 like it wasn't like that, right? You know, he's really like he's really like on a on a more like personal level. It wasn't just like music.
1: He wanted to make music together, not just hop on a beat. Sometimes he would though.
0: Mm. Like he was so diverse, bro. You know, he went from heavy distortion to like just all type of stuff. You know, like pop stuff, like you know, radio hits.
1: <laughs> right, and <laughs> so, I I remember being surprised when like his albums came out and they had so much soft music on it. But really, it's like even when I did that interview, he asked me straight up. He's like, "You heard my rock stuff, right? You <laughs> you heard my acoustic shit? Like you like he from day one he was like trying to go outside that rapper category. Yeah, no, nah, for
0: sure. Like, yeah, I believe that. He always had like diverse stuff. You know. It's right. just like the the heavy, distorted stuff was just like, you know, kids want to rage. Like, that's what they, that's just when was like more popular in the yeah, beginning. so
1: Definitely. What about Ski, though? Did he make an impression on you? Because I feel like Ski sometimes gets under-discussed because yeah. like Ski, really what he's accomplished is incredible and his music's amazing and it's like he's made such a big imprint. It's like he was benefited from being X's friend, but at the same time, it's kind of weird to be sort of like in, in the shadow of that in a way.
0: You yeah, know, I feel that um, <clears throat> I think they're both like equally talented, like in their own ways. You know, they both bring great things to the table. And I think it was like a real like a really like beautiful thing, bro, like just seeing them like together, you know, because mm. like not everyone like seen that or like was around that, you know, um, I know at one point, you know, people seen that they kind of had like whatever issues. But like I know deep down the side, they really do love each other. They always have. And like their brothers, like that's how I met them, you know, like, mm. together.
1: Yeah, I think in a situation like that, it's important. It's almost like a reminder is that you know don't don't have petty beefs with your friends.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. And you know you should no, always no. forgive everyone, no matter what. You know, what I'm saying even if you you don't got to be cool with them, you know, always forgive them and just make sure you tell your loved ones that you love them because mm. like
1: anything is possible. Facts. So do you remember when? when their music started really blowing up as particular songs that you produced for them? Because it must've been like the song, like those must've been some of your biggest songs at that time blowing up, right? What, yeah. what was that whole process like?
0: Um, I mean, so like one of the biggest ones is Sipping Tea. Right. And it, that was like insane. Like I remember that day, it was like a summer summer day and I was just in my room just like cooking up, you know, just like making a beat. And the bass was so crazy, bro. Like I, it just like, I was like, I knew, I knew that it was something, you know? Because like, I remember just being in my room and being so excited about it. And then he just, like, got home. Because at that point, he was, like, living with me. Oda, right. Living, like, with me, Denzel. And uh, he just, like, walked in my room and was like, yo, Ronnie, I think I got something for this. And um, that was at the time when he was, like, beefing with Perp. Speaks with mm. Perp. so then, Inspired
1: uh, a lot of angry-ass music, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, bro, like, back around that time, like, he was just, like, he was, like, doing all that on purpose. Uh. You know? Like He just knew, he knew that, okay, like, if I talk shit about this dude, gonna go viral on the internet you really? know what i'm saying because people love you know people love that type of energy so but like, that's
1: very early and he was very young to yeah. know that it would have that kind of effect you yeah know? like
0: he like bro like he just always knew what he was doing like everything he always knew bro
1: damn that's interesting yeah it's crazy um okay and so but like in particular like a lot of his weird lyrics kind of stand out like sipping tea you ever actually see him drink tea it's kind of hard to imagine
0: nah but i, I think he was talking <laughs> about like the uh the arizona
1: oh really because <laughs> yeah. like bro like, that makes sense to me bro he
0: loved going to the corner store like he would walk to the corner store and get like the hot popcorn oh and like just God. mad snacks and candy like
1: yeah that's so funny to picture him being able to do that because like the latter part of his life he, he couldn't really just go to the corner store like it was all good
0: hell not nah, but it's crazy bro there's so much we could say about him but that was also back when i think it was like the little meme with like the little frog sipping tea you know Oh yeah. So it was like around that time, and I think he was on he was on a vibe like nigga like I'm on your block chilling and I'm sipping tea. What up? Right. Like, you know. So
1: you don't know who the white bitch you got to throw a fuck at Starbucks was, right? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but that shit probably real though. Probably was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think God. that was like the first lyric I ever heard from that I was like, what the fuck? That's a weird yeah. ass thing to say. Who is this dude? Yeah, that shit probably real that's real crazy far. so so talk about your life change in there too because i mean you must have gone from somebody who didn't have a lot of money to somebody who had a whole shitload of money pretty cool, pretty quick there right
0: it was cool i mean it was a long time of, of not having anything mm. um especially like in florida too because i don't i don't have any family there mm. so i was just like couch surf and like just stay wherever you know wherever i can and stuff like that um <clears throat> but yeah like around that time i still didn't have money to be honest with you um and then um me and denzel made the song ultimate and then that kind of went like a little bit more mainstream in a way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then um, like we did like a an Adidas ad, and that was the first time I ever received like real
1: money. Because a lot of times you're waiting for these checks from the streaming services and everything, right? Or, and also did you not have your like paperwork and everything in place with a lot of the early music? Like did you not necessarily know how to structure everything?
0: I mean, there, there was no like, there was no like paperwork. It was literally just, we wouldn't even talk about that. Yeah, like, You know, we would just make music and we just knew like Anything that we drop is going viral on SoundCloud, period. Like, that's all we know, so.
1: And you're just feeding out that energy.
0: Yeah, just literally just building, you know?
1: That's crazy. What'd you do when you got that first check from the commercial?
0: Um, so, like, that first check was, like, 10000 mm. And I was in L.A. staying at, like, a hotel by the airport. And I don't know, but I for sure blew that shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, probably want some drip. I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah clothes is the easy one, jewelry. 10000 though, you probably shouldn't buy jewelry. Should yeah, jewelry,
0: wait. nah, yeah, that was, like, yeah. nah. Um, but, I mean, like, shortly after that, then I signed a deal um, with, like, this YouTube company, and they started collecting from
1: uh, me. And then
0: I started making, like, I was making, like, 40 bands a month, no okay? cap.
1: That's yeah. crazy that you didn't even have your publishing shit together, but who'd you go, Create Music Group? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And they started just com- claiming everything on your behalf without you even having to have the publishing arrangements yeah. in place?
0: Yeah. Oh, but that's some futuristic shit. It, it's crazy, nah. I mean... Honestly, bro, like, when they first approached me, I got, like, an email, and I didn't even, like, believe it. Mm. I was like, man, whatever, like, what you mean, bro? I'm going to just be sitting home collecting a check every month for YouTube. And then the first month was, like, I don't know, bro, like, 6,000. And I'm like, this shit crazy. Mm. And then this just, you know, just kept going all the way up. Probably, right. I probably hit, like, I don't know, 60 tops, maybe, I don't know. Wow. In a month, bro. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. That's dope. So were you, like, do you feel like, like, once you start having that success, is your mentality, like, I wanna really lock in and try to do as much music as possible with these guys that I've been coming up with. Or were you looking at it sort of more like, damn, all right, like I did that, now I want to figure out different people to work with?
0: Then like that's honestly a good question. Um, I feel like I could have always took advantage of like, you know what, let me just lock in and like link up with Pump, Perp X, mm. and like, yo, come on, like, like, how about my beats? How about my beats? But like, I've never done that ever with any of them. You know what I'm saying? It always was like super organic with mm. me, like everything. Otherwise, I, you know, I'll probably have more placements or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't chase, like, you know, I like things to be super organic. Mm. So that's just, that's all I know. How, um,
1: how was it first meeting Pump?
0: Pump? Uh, yeah, so like, I remember, this is like after I met X ski and skiing, like I was on Twitter, just whatever, scrolling and I seen like- pump Sh- Shooting perving. a gun
1: out the window? <laughs> Doing some
0: crazy <laughs> shit like that, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like it was like around that time, yeah. Right. They were just like wilding out, bro. Like in the middle of the street, hanging out the car, some wild shit. So I just hit them up and I'm like, yo, we gotta get in. You know what I'm saying? At that time, like Proof was like really taking off even more than pumped. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, fuck it, we gotta get in and uh like they were just with it you know because i guess like they knew you know denzel curry x ron J, whatever so like they just they was with it and then i just pulled up on them i took my mic i didn't have a mic stand just took the mic everything i had wow and we just made a song so they
1: were recording in the booth like they're doing a show holding not even the mic. in the booth
0: bro they were just sitting there <laughs> in just the room like, yeah just sitting in the room holding that shit that's crazy that's okay
1: it must have seemed wild for all that shit to be taken off on such a big level where we're, we're used to like music blowing up because it's backed by labels and shit, and that was such a time where shit was going up without any kind of help
0: yeah but like even like back then bro like i never like i didn't you know like like bro like when you're living it in the moment you never really realize how great it is until like time Mm -hmm. passed and it's like damn like i did that so like you know i never really realized and like even like with x and like like i knew he was big and stuff like that but you know like i don't know
1: You know he's big, but then like I was in the mall in Minneapolis the other day and they got like a guy in the mall who's like all selling like sketches of pump or excuse me, of of X and peep and shit. And it's like, you know, and I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, this guy like literally just paints or draws whatever is going to sell the best. So he's got, you know, whatever celebrities up there and stuff. And I'm like, that's so crazy that X is like what these kids are coming in asking for that. That's their hero that they want so bad. It's
0: insane, bro, but, you know, I don't blame him. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's a great person to, you know, look up to and stuff like that. That's what
1: I call our generation. It's like the way that you still will see a kid wearing, like, a Kurt Cobain shirt, yeah. you know, fucking Jimi Hendrix shirt, some yeah. shit like that. Like, over time, it it kind of even becomes less about the music, and it just becomes more about just being, like, this figure that, the, that changed the world, and that's what matters.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree, bro, and I, I think, you know, it's definitely like that now. It's going to continue to be like that, you know? I mean the whole situation is still just like really unbelievable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird from your perspective too, because it's like you were making all this music in this completely organic setting, and then because that music did so well, all of a sudden you have everybody in the industry hitting you up because they want to sort of be able to copy that formula that you were using there. That you know to sort of be able to get that same energy that they saw you organically coming up with with people that you were actually friends with. So what's that like once you start getting all these offers and there's, like, money being offered up and everything? Yeah. But then it feels way less organic.
0: You know, that's real, bro. Um, It's funny because, like, that's a thing, too. And that's something that, like, you know, I, I dealt with, like, a little bit earlier on. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, it was kind of just... Bro, like, you know, like in this business, you want to have a good face card, too. So it's kind of like you do things off of other people's faces, you know what I'm saying? Or you do it for the money. So, you know, it's, it's all situational. Mm. But I just like to get the job done, whatever it is, you know, if I feel, you know, if I feel it.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, too, though, because do you feel like, you know, you were coming in the game with a lot of, like, originality as a producer and then especially with producing pretty quickly people will just start copying your shit nonstop, and you feel like that that was kind of like a weird thing to go through where you're just a random kid one day and then all of a sudden you see other producers sort of like figuring out the shit that you were doing and sort of making stuff that sounds like your beat you ever listen to the radio and hear a beat and you're like damn that sounds a lot like some shit that i was making
0: yeah no for sure bro um so like yeah when we first started dropping shit you know I kind of felt like I was the only one with the whole distorted and all that, you know, like the hard, loud, and then, you know, time went on, X got bigger, everybody got bigger, you know what I'm saying? More people heard the beats, they want to know who made it. And yeah, I do believe that over time, you know, if you're a producer, you see that something's hot, you know, you're going to try to remake it, you know what Mm. I'm saying? And um, I mean, I guess like in in the beginning, it kind of bothered me because I always want to be like, I always like to have my own lane, like my own one of one, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, I kind of like learned to just like, be happy about it that people are even inspired and at the end of the day like there's only one of you anyway so Mm -hmm. it's like it doesn't really matter what anyone else does like to get the real thing you gotta come to me
1: do you you ever look at the relationship that certain artists have with producers like when you think about drake and 40 or um you know like early like cardi and pierre or whatever where it's like you know art and now like you hear about that a lot where artists want to get a producer and make them their producers so yeah. that they're not really able to just run around and do whatever is that the kind of thing that ever appealed to you or how you feel about those sort of situations Yeah, nah, like that never um
0: <clears throat> that was never like even an
1: issue or nothing bro i feel like i have
0: that with literally like all the kids from south florida like mm. you know what i'm saying like i have that and like they know that like i'm like a go-to you know what i'm saying um and then it's even like beyond music, you know, like we hang out, like I'm about to go play basketball, Pump right after this. Like we do regular stuff too, you know what I'm saying? But um,
1: That's good to see you guys still kicking. It. I've seen you in the studio a lot. I've seen a bunch of more recent photos come out because there's been times where I was sort of worried. Like I felt like Pump wasn't really kicking in with anybody. Like he yeah. was sort of being a little bit too closed off to other people and shit. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to lie, bro. Like you'll be surprised like Pump doesn't really have anyone around. Mm. So like. I'm happy that, you know, that like, you know, I'm even around because, like, you know, I was there before all this shit anyway. So it's like, I just know Pump's the type of guy, like, he has whoever he really feels comfortable around. So it's brought that level, like, you know what I'm saying? You can't really trust people, all the ice and all that, you know what I'm saying? It's, people always out here trying to get you, bro. It's like, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy to think about, like, think about those early days. Where you guys were just you know, hanging out in the house, making music and stuff. Everything felt so simple where you could just have a party, have people just come over your house. It's all yeah. good. You're not really like worried about people like that. And then in the course of like a year or two, you guys all just sort of went from just regular dudes to just famous as fuck. Where all of a sudden, it, it makes everything feel a little bit more complicated in the sense that you know you don't want to just be having a conversation with a bunch of random people in the room. You can't yeah. just be having all kinds of different people coming over your crib to party and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean,
0: creative. yeah, bro, it's crazy because like it's like you have to be mindful, you know mm. what I'm saying? If you're smart, you know what I'm saying? You don't want get caught lacking. You feel me? Like, I learned a lot just from what happened, you know, with bro X, mm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like that right there has me moving a total different way, you know, especially because like him, like he wasn't flashy, you know what I'm saying, super low key. He was down the street from his crib trying to buy a motorcycle, like, you know, so it's like you just never know, you know? And I like wearing jewelry, so I always make sure I'm on point. Um <clears throat> But you know like there's times like you know I like to do like regular shit too. Maybe I don't wear no jewelry, do some regular shit.
1: So Do yeah. you feel like you can move around in a regular way if you sort of suit up in a normal way? Like if you just throw on, you know, like a hoodie and, and sweatpants like are you or yeah. do you feel like you can move around in the way that is kind of comfortable because a lot of times artists sort of get to that point where they can't do that.
0: I mean, I think I can, but to be honest, like I'm never alone. Like I don't really like being alone like that. Um <clears throat> but like there's certain times like I might have to like go run like an errand or something, you know. But I don't know, I kind of like being with the bros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, it's def- definitely like a safe bet. Um, Facts. So this whole time, were you feeling like you wanted to do your own thing as an artist as well? Or is that something that sort of emerged in your head later on?
0: Um, So I think I was kind of like off and on, you know? Like, man, I kind of want to do this. and kind of don't. But at one point, you know, like once Denzel started blowing up, traveling the world, I'm like, man, like. I was still in the house, and I'm like, "Damn! Like, I want more out of this. I don't want to just be like behind a computer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I feel like I could bring more to the table as far as like you know, um, fashion, like modeling, whatever. Like you know, just uh, I could be like a face. So um,
1: <clears throat> there's a lot of hot producers or just dumpy ass looking dudes who don't look marketable at all. Yeah. So but you, like, you're kind of like you know, I I got the look too, buddy.
0: Yeah, so like, yeah, that's how I'm coming, bro. Maybe you didn't say buddy, (laughs) (laughs) I might, buddy. (laughs) Nah, but bro, that's how I'm coming. So like, you know, it's on that tip. Like, you know, I I know what I bring to the table and I just want the world to know so I can get what I deserve and get what I want out of it. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, like I'm totally different from every other producer. Like, you know, I don't even consider myself a producer. I I call myself an artist overall, Mm -hmm. you know? At one point I wanted to be an architect so I could draw too. Like, I'm not like super artsy, but like, you know, i could could paint and all that (laughs) i
1: mean if you can make a beat or if you can make a song it's only a matter of time i think until you start thinking about what else you can make you know that's why like we always whenever i think of like an artist saying anything about architecture i think about when kanye was like i'm gonna design hotels
0: yeah bro and like being around him bro like it's you just learn so much you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like that's a real thing too it's like he's at a whole nother level bro the way he moves the way he thinks is just like it's not regular, you know, mm. like it's really levels to everything in life.
1: I think he could design great hotels. I just feel like his time is probably split between a lot of different things. Bro, he's he's designing stuff
0: now, bro. Like right. he's building stuff. I think he has like like stuff like somewhere in Calabasas somewhere, bro. Like just like crazy, like weird, like structures like that you could live in. Like, bro, he he's working on mad stuff, bro, to make the world a better place. Like literally, bro, he's trying to help with the Bahamas, like whatever happened with them. um, Just like make life better bro like literally and it's like you're right he does have a lot going on so like i was just with him in wyoming and i was at like one of those like one of the uh sweatshops for like easy or whatever right like, his clothes and stuff and he literally had like the studio set up like right in the middle so he could just sit there, record, and look at everybody make the clothes. Like, it's really? crazy. Yeah.
1: And you witness that. Are you, like, making beats right there in that environment? I, like, I, I, yeah. I'm right there. Like, everything's crazy. When you're making beats with somebody like him, are you coming in with a bunch of shit you already made, or you start cooking up in front of him, typically?
0: It's all different. Um, sometimes, like, he'll, he'll give me an idea and be like, yo, um, you know, go work on that. I'll work on it. Bring it back. Or, I, like, bro, it's free for all. Like, he's so open. I could say anything. I could be like, yo, bro, listen to this, or it's whatever. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> is there anybody else who you've worked with that really stands out as the most interesting or just fascinating people that you've you've been around through this whole thing kanye and x those are pretty like yeah. extreme even, examples. even with that
0: bro like <clears throat> i don't want there to be too many so i think that's such a special place mm. i can't give that to everyone and you know everyone is special like in their own world like you know in, in their own way but Those are two different people that just like touch a lot of people. And even like with the new uh, stuff that Kanye is about to be dropping, um, I think all that's great. And that's also going to speak to the world as well in a positive way.
1: Have you ever done a beat for Kanye or like did a part of a song with him? And then you hear that song like a week or a month later and it's just so different because sometimes I've heard like leaked uh, like songs that were supposed to be on his projects from early on. And then like. Holy shit, it'll be like three different songs all mashed together or you'll you'll hear a song and like the beat will just be completely changed. Like are you is that weird for you to like work so hard on something and then to have it just end up completely deconstructed in a totally different way?
0: Yeah, bro, like the thing about this, bro, is in this industry, you can't take nothing personal. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then you're probably not going to make it far. And someone like Kanye, I think he brings around people that he feels that, that actually has an understanding because if you know Kanye, you already know how he works. So, you know, even with the song, I love it. I remember we were in, like, Amsterdam, and I, I asked him, I was like, yo, bro, like, let me put my tag in this, and he was just like, nah. <laughs> so I was like, damn, like, fuck it, but I didn't I didn't take it personal, because mm. I'm like, whatever, like, you know, eventually, you know, my tag will be in something, you know? Like, I don't think he really understood what that was like, you know, like, oh, my God, Ronnie, like, that's such a thing.
1: Right. You so know, so um, you made that song with Kanye, and then he showed it to Pump afterwards?
0: Uh, Honestly, bro, like... I don't really like I don't remember exactly the timeline mm. but I do remember um, on Pump's 18th birthday that was when he did that was like when he recorded his part like, okay. on his birthday like at the house um I kind of think Ye like worked on it and then sent it to Pump and then like yeah
1: I remember they premiered that shit at the Pornhub Awards and the por- the second Pornhub Awards are is this Friday so it's been right. almost exactly 1 year yeah. assuming that they are doing the Pornhub Awards on the same date which I have no reason to actually think that but yeah, I don't know. That was that must have been a crazy one to be attached to just because the memes were so strong with that video and stuff. Were you around for them thinking up that fucking video concept? Nah, I don't even I'm I'm pre, I know for a fact it was all oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um yeah, Pump's not thinking that shit up. Yeah, nah.
0: <laughs> but it worked out. Like he looked yeah. cool in that shit, look cool. Uh but yeah, um, nah, bro. It was a crazy thing to be a part of. You know, like, any club I'm in, like, all my friends, they know. You know what I'm saying? It was just, like, a cool time. Even now, it still goes up. You feel me? Like, yeah, people send me videos playing it, listening to it. You know, it's cool. It's It's rare to come
1: up with a song that has a hook that is that catchy. vulgar.
0: It's crazy, bro. And that vulgar. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane, bro. And, like, I don't know like I tell people you know when they ask me like oh what do you do or what have you done like you know that song like you're such a fucking (laughs) yeah (laughs) like Like, everybody knows it so even if
1: they barely speak English they know they know that yeah (laughs) oh that's so crazy to think about man that's fine that music is that powerful you know and that it comes from like just people hanging out making making music in the basement
0: literally bro just like your thoughts you know I'm saying the vibe
1: definitely uh, the song banded up with X did you guys actually make that song together or how did that go down
0: um, so yeah, that song, it was kind of like, I made it in my room. I made the beat and I recorded my part in the room. Right. Uh, and then I kind of had that song just like hanging around and I, I started working on the compilation tape, Oh My God, Ronnie. Mm. And I wanted that to feature like a bunch of artists that I work with. So um, <clears throat> me and X already had like a few other songs before that. So I don't know, I was just like, yo, let me just get bro on this. And it was cool. Cause I, like, you know, I sent it to him and he was like, yo, I'm gonna do it. And it took maybe like, I don't know, like it takes time sometimes, you know, but he would always like check back in and be like, yo, Ronnie, I didn't forget. I got you, you know, mm. real one. <laughs> so I always appreciated that. And then even when he did it, he asked me, he was like, Yo, bro, so like how do you want me to come on it? Like I got the choose, like which I thought was fire. You know? Right. So I was just like, yo, like I told him I want him to be like more like rap style. Like Right.
1: He killed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so sick. So right. so the girl that came up with the, the girl who did the OMG Ronnie thing was just a random ass girl. You don't even know who it is. Uh, some random girl. <laughs> so you could never. So so there's no chance of her coming around and being like, "Yo, I need like all the money you ever made off every song." I mean, she tried. <laughs> she did already.
0: I mean, she tried to. She tried to pull something, but I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, <clears throat> I don't know her like that. I have a friend that really knows her. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So I kind of just like let him deal with that. Like whatever she has going on, you feel me? It's like
1: he can break her up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: he'll just handle that. You know what I'm saying? I already got time to go back and forth. She can't prove it
1: either way, right? Nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, nah. there you go. We good. Yo,
1: I gotta admit, I'm super curious about how you linked with six nine to do that fucking Latin song, the Bay song. Yeah, bro, it's crazy because
0: like people laugh a lot when I say like everything is destiny. Like, shit's destiny. Some some things are just unexplainable. Some mm. things just happen when they're supposed. Oh, everything happens when it's supposed to. I believe. And some like a lot of great things you know that happen is just like how the fuck did this happen? It's like always unexplainable. I think that's the fucking best. But with six nine. I was um at this Kanye West studio at his old studio and just working and my boy ran in a room it was like yo six nine's outside, six nine outside. So I was like, yo, tell him come in. And bro just walked in with like five securities and was just like, yo, it's good. Like he was feeling the vibe, bro. Mm. And he was just like, yo, uh, he was like, yo, um, I got, I got he said he said something like like I think he had like another room booked, but then he asked me if he could use my room. So I was like, Yeah, let's go. Like I know who you are, let's get it. Mm. <laughs> and then um <clears throat> from there, like we just vibing, vibing and it's crazy cuz like even that day it was like people circling like the studio like, looking for a bro. So, like, that was a crazy situation, too.
1: I mean, there's, like, a couple of different L.A. trips the 6 9 took. And I remember there being, like, an early one where he was just around a bunch of gangbangers, didn't really have any security and stuff. And I remember hearing, like, Tory Lanez talk about kicking him with him at that time and being like, yo, this fool was out there with no security. It was nuts. Yeah. But then the next time he came after that was the time that he supposedly <clears throat> racked up, like, a $100,000 security bill and was surrounded by, like, the U.S. Army the whole time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, I, I think it was kind of around that time. Yeah. Because it was mad dudes there. Um, And then even him, he wasn't really rolling with like mad like friends. It was just like two kids that he would never even post that you wouldn't even think he would be cool with. Like you know what I'm saying? But they, everybody cool over there. Um, And he came in and then I remember like he was already super big, obviously. So uh, I just told him like, yo, my nigga, you need to make a Spanish song, bro. Like, Mm. like, You need to do this shit. Cause I I peeped at like he started traveling to all the Spanish countries and doing crazy shows. So I'm like, bro, do a Spanish song. Boom, then after that we came up with Bebe and i remember he he like he wrote down his lyrics like like on a cereal box like he like ripped it open and so like he was in a booth like this like holding a cereal box like rapping
1: like it's so crazy. you you saw him write the song yeah like him and his friends like yeah okay because i mean i've always i know that as a producer you don't ever want to snitch on nobody but i've always kind of like heard people say that he didn't write his shit, so i'm always interested about people who are sort of around when he was actually doing the recording process i mean
0: bro like anybody can write Mm-hmm. anybody like you know what i'm saying there's songs that have the dumbest like simplest lyrics there's songs that have complex stuff like but whatever. the flow
1: itself is kind of the the difficult thing for a lot of people Bro comes up with flows right. like
0: you know what i'm saying like nah six 69 for sure came up with lyrics even like for kanye we did some stuff um in, in uh colombia like bro for sure does you know but it's nothing wrong to have like help either you right. know what I'm saying or, like you know you might have a better idea than i do and it might make the song go crazy let's do it do you
1: like, think that the idea of doing a spanish type song was completely new to him <laughs> at that point, and he hadn't really thought about it
0: uh yeah it was it was I think I think it was like really really new like he said like yeah I was, he's like yeah like you know I've been thinking about it but he never actually did it so like baby is the first one mm. and we got a few more but I don't know if they'll ever come out
1: and that song really stood out to me when I first heard it too where I was like oh my god like this is a real problem like this dude can make hit songs that bro. don't sound anything <laughs> like Gummo it's insane bro like I remember after
0: we made the song he was like yo Ronnie trust me ten for ten bro it's gonna be ten for ten and that shit was ten for ten bro mm. and like even that like we made this song and like he told me, like he was telling you know he talks he was like talking he was telling me like you know he only goes to the studio like like twice twice a month, um, cause like you know like he's like he bro like he understood that like he's just in it to make the bread because he knew that he wasn't gonna be hot forever, mm. but he also knew that like any song that like he ran with would be something. You right. know, so he would go in there and make one song And make that one song
1: be something like, It's so yeah. weird how that worked out for him Crazy. Because I feel like for most people if they try to just make one song And make that the song and push the fuck out of that song That it doesn't really work It's <clears throat> yeah. usually dudes make 20 songs And they find one song that works and they push that But even when I interviewed 6 9 When he ba- he didn't even have Gum out and shit I remember him saying like i only ever made like i forget what number he said but it was like eight songs or like some crazy low number that he had not really recorded much yeah, at like, least he said like bro like look he just like hacked the industry bro for <laughs> <Hey, bro>. real <laughs> that's so crazy so this it's crazy to think about that uh the Six, nine and pierre situation and i just wanted to ask you as a as a producer how you felt about that because i recently was doing an interview with complex and they asked me how i felt about that situation and i was like Man, that was a fucking a weird situation that we haven't really seen pull up uh, happen in hip hop. Where the snippet came out and it had Pierre's tag on it, and then the full song came out and it was removed. And at some point, Pierre just sort of had to be like, "All right, whatever. Like, I'll I'll take the money." But yeah. he didn't want that situation to play out like that. <clears throat> From your perspective as a producer, could you ever imagine that happening to you? Yeah, I mean, it
0: happens. Um, okay. You know, it, it happens, bro. It's like at the end of the day, like not every artist wants a tag. You know, not every song needs a tag. You know, um, I'm all about just like going against the grain and like doing things that you're not supposed to do. So yeah. I'll throw a tag in on any type of song, on a Madonna song, like I don't care. But you know, not every artist wants that and you, you gotta understand like it's their song too, you know? So like if you know if you wanna if you wanna have a great relationship, then you know, just let it let it rock, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just make some type of agreement. Like even on Bebe, I wanted my tag, but six nine was like, no, bro, trust me, like you know, like it's my first Spanish song. I want it to be like really like commercial, whatever. So I was with it and he was like, he was like, yo bro, I promise you for the next one, put the tag in and which it is. So it's like- That's crazy. It's all like situational, you know?
1: Relationship so, uh, based. Damn, that's so crazy. Just cause that must've opened up your music to a totally different market where you had people listening to your beats that had never really even heard it before.
0: And I'm okay with that. Cause like, you know, I'd rather be rich than famous. Like I ain't tripping.
1: <laughs> is that the mentality rich over famous?
0: I mean, yeah, like I don't, I don't do this for fame, you know, but obviously like, the more people that know you, the more income, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The more people you can touch. So my goal is to touch the world, you know what I'm saying? In a very positive, spiritual way. So, you know, I'm working on that, just, you know, but I don't do it for fame. Like, I do it because, like, it's what I love to do, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's part of my life. It's my everyday life.
1: Definitely. Yeah. What was it like recording with Bad Baby? Uh, she cool.
0: Like, she just, like, she's like a little sis, you know, like, real cool, like, young chick, you know what I'm saying? She's super, like advanced for her age you know a lot of times you talk to her you forget how old she is Mm. she just be hella like you know like like on top like like she's just like hella aware you know what i'm saying so it's cool like i I could just kick it with her like she just you know
1: she never tried beef with you
0: nah nah (laughs) she always be getting mad at the rappers that
1: she works with she's always flipping out on one of them i was just waiting for her to get mad at ronnie nah she nah
0: (laughs) we're just like real cool bro like i don't know i I, I don't know i kind of feel like she had like a little crush on me like when she first met me but I don't know. Like that's a little sis.
1: Yeah. It's probably <laughs> just like a, a big bro type vibe. I don't know.
0: Like, yeah, her mom, crazy
1: too. Her mom is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Her mom is hilarious. I totally forgot about her. Yeah, I did a vlog where I was talking to her mom and then the label hit me up and made me cut out a big chunk of it because she was just talking super reckless about how wild her daughter is. That's crazy, bro.
0: Yeah, like that the whole family, like they, it's lit though. Like I met a lot of her family, you know what I'm saying? She you know, she lit.
1: That's fire. Um, is there anybody in the industry that you think about and you're like That's that's one person that I still haven't managed to to get in the studio with that I really respect and I would really like to to work with. Yeah, Future. Shout out Future. Mm. You
0: know what I'm saying? I never met him, but I'm very inspired by Future and I can't wait to work with Future.
1: (laughs) Do you have an A&R who tries to like line shit like that up?
0: I mean, yeah, I got got different people, you know, that try to make things happen. but a lot of my plays like a lot of whatever you see happen for me is like kind of just like off of me
1: right you just sort of go with it from a more organic perspective
0: that or it's just like i like i just i make shit happen like for myself you know i don't really wait around for no one else and like all placements that i get like 90 percent is on my own 95 percent. so
1: are there any producers you look at where you're like i want to have a career like them like where you really kind of have modeled yourself over, uh, after what they were doing or the kind of moves that they made? I ain't gonna lie,
0: right now, uh, DJ Mustard is flexing on a whole nother level. So I don't know what bro's doing, but I for sure wanna flex like that. What that Roddy Rich it. video made an
1: impression <laughs> on you? Uh, he just put out a new one with him that was a, a pretty ballin' affair, I think. I didn't even see it, bro. Oh, okay. I gotta check it out, though. Yeah. yeah. That's check what's up. So, no, I seen Mustard when I was in uh, England for Wireless. And I was like, damn, that's fire to, to fly all the way to England just so you can come out for one Migos song. Yeah, he might have been playing on his own set as well, but
0: yeah, nah. But like you know, um, <clears throat> not really, bro. I just want to, I want to be different. I mean, you know, like I was always into Pharrell, you know, growing up because like the ice cream bait and all that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I used to buy the fake stuff back in the day. Um, not even just like on a producer tip because I didn't know I wanted to be that, you know. But just like everything, fashion, the fact that like he could sing and make the beat and like people just accept it. I like that but as far as like <clears throat> you know I, I want to be able to like design my own world continue to create that you know what I'm saying so
1: yeah eight or nine baby mamas too that's one of the main things i think about with future he's (laughs) out here running the world he's gonna have a whole army (laughs) a whole country of his offsprings
0: he's going crazy bro i I can't indulge in that though (laughs)
1: that's too risky (laughs) you ain't made that much money off spotify yet (laughs)
0: even if i do (laughs) that's not what you want to invest in (laughs) yeah i I
1: take like two you know what i'm saying one baby mama (laughs) two man uh, that's that's so funny um Okay, and so I, I did have, uh, I wanted to ask you about the type beat thing because that's kind of, I feel like you were one of the first people that was like Ronnie J type beats and shit like that I really started seeing all the time. So it was like, and, and I read in an interview with you where you said that you don't really like think that the type beat thing is that great of an idea, but I've also heard a lot of people say that that's kind of like the whole way that they got into the game. Yeah. What's um, your thoughts on that? Damn, bro.
0: Like there's so many different ways I feel about that. But um, so, like in the beginning, like I said before, you know, I always felt I always felt like as soon as I start singing tight beats, then it's like, all right, bet, like I made it to mm. some type of, you know, whatever. Like, like people know what I'm doing. <clears throat> so I thought that was cool. Um, in the beginning, I used to kind of be like, damn, like, you know, like how can you be a legend if you're making tight beats? You mm. know what I'm saying? You can make a hit. Anybody can make a hit, bro. You can make a beat right now and give it to somebody that pulls up to this podcast and make a hit, like, mm. no cap. So, but it's like, <clears throat> how can you be a legend? You know what I'm saying? I want to stand out. I want to be one-on-one. So, like, I made sure that I just did what I wanted to do. Even if it wasn't hot at the time, I just did what I wanted to do, but I also put, you know, I also gave people what they wanted as well. Mm. You feel me? Um, right now, I embrace it, though, as far as the tight beats. I love it. Like, I want all my fans, everyone, keep keep going crazy. You know what I'm saying? If I inspire you, that's awesome. Like, you feel me? That's
1: super lit. Yeah, when you have so, a young kid hit you up and say, like, you know, I, I admire what you've done so much and I want to get in the game what do you kind of tell them? Cause it's tough. It's like a lot of times the advice that I got to give them is basically just the sacrifice, hang out at the studio, just try to work <clears> with anybody you can just be around people. Don't be super uh, pressed to like make a, make a song every night. You know, a lot of the, yeah. the producers I know who have sort of worked their way into the industry is because they just were willing to be around the artists and kick it long enough that they got a chance to prove themselves.
0: Yeah. And I think that's cool. You know, I think there's many different ways to make it within, you know, the music. Um, I would tell, you know, I would get, like, the, the advice that I would give is to basically stay consistent, um, you know, just, like, lock in with whoever you can and really just, like, create relationships, like, great relationships. Just keep, you know, your face clean, you feel me? Um, don't take nothing personal. That's that's a major thing right there. And, <clears throat> um, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Basically <laughs> just don't compete
1: with me. I'm on top of the world. Yeah. I'm Ronnie James. My, exactly. my, my, <laughs> my guy, Ronnie. <laughs> um, so how did you end up getting inserted into the MGK and Eminem thing? Like who who did you do a beat for first out of that whole situation?
0: Uh I think I sent yeah, I for sure sent Eminem beats before I met MGK. Okay. But then um I was just like in LA. The homie knew MGK it was like, yo, I could have him pull up now, he pulled up. And then, um, MGK was just like, yo, like, you know, I've been hearing about you, you know, from like everywhere. Like I had to see what's up. So, um, he just pulled up on me. I played beats maybe, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes. He picked some, he took it to a studio and then the first song he made was Rap Devil. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And then like, even like around then, like, I didn't even know that like him and M had an issue. Like, I didn't didn't even know about that, you know?
1: So that happened and then Eminem just happened to use one of the beats that you had already sent him? Crazy. Exactly. That's some (laughs) wild shit. And that's why I say Destiny, because like...
0: I had nothing in like you know I wasn't I had nothing to do with that like I didn't set that up you know it's like meant to happen.
1: <laughs> but you think in M's mind that that was like, oh this is funny. I'm gonna get on the same beat from the same producer just to yeah, sort of troll yeah. him in a way.
0: Honestly, bro, like like when I first like when that first happened, I kind of was like damn it's crazy. Like I don't know Eminem, so I don't know if he's still gonna rock with me after this, you know. Uh um and then like with MGK I just met him so I wasn't too sure but off of his vibe I felt like he didn't care like he was on some like like young nigga shit like I want to I want to have fun like let's start war like you know what I'm saying Uh um but uh I think I think it's cool that like they both like don't care it's just about the music you know it's not even like oh like if anything it's kind of like yo like we both have a Ronnie J beat like who did it better you know what I'm saying.
1: I mean, you're definitely the only person out of that who's clearly only benefiting. <laughs> you know, everybody else is like, everybody. yeah, they got popular songs and shit, and they're making money off those songs, but you're the only person who doesn't have to get involved and gets to make money off both songs. It was insane, songs.
0: bro. It was insane. And the cool thing about it is, like, MGK is the bro's big bro. So, like, you know, we still got hella stuff on the way. You know, we plan on making a tape together and all. So
1: Oh, yeah. That's it, what's it's up. It's dope. Fire. So uh, hey. what are, like, your big aspirations going forward right now? Like, what, <clears throat> what do you really want to see in terms of shit that you can bring to the table over the next year or two.
0: Um I definitely want to, you know, uh I definitely want to continue to keep on recording get better. You know what I'm saying? Uh I want to I want to continue to drop more music as an artist, you know, I want I want the world to see me as an artist entirely, not just producer or artist. Mm-hmm. It's just like whatever I bring to the table. Um I definitely want to uh <clears throat> continue to just like be more in tune with like myself and, you know, continue to learn myself so I can make the best music possible. And, you know, uh just to really put people on to like to like, you know, being healthy, bro, and having like, you know, a a a pure a pure soul, a pure mind.
1: Being healthy, is that is that kinda of <clears throat> something you've been focused on? Is just taking better care of your mind and your body? Yeah, bro. That's super like
0: big, you know, part of my life. Like I work out not like every day like you know like every other day
1: see we're seeing the slow change of the SoundCloud rap generation too because like at the time that that music started hitting i was getting fucked up and now i'm all like working out eating super healthy yeah it's a beautiful thing
0: it is, no, it's not, it's, it's a beautiful thing bro and like the truth is like you feel much better you know what i'm mm. saying if you haven't done it you should try it you know eat mcdonald's whatever you do for like a few days and then switch it up and you're gonna feel like a difference and plus like i like to look good so like you know like I'm on a tip, bro. Like I see, like I see myself. Like I know where I want to be, and I'm just working towards that. Mm. Like every single day, I'm not just like sitting on my ass, like you know. But, you know, I might, I might drink with you. I might, you know, hit something, like you know, whatever.
1: Oh, it's easy to get complacent when you've already had a lot of success, you know.
0: Yeah, but like I'm saying, like I could, <clears throat> I could, I could still like turn up, have some fun, and then get right back to it. You know?
1: Right. No, oh, you're still young. Yeah. Myself, yeah. if I turn up and have some fun. <laughs> nah, you're a know. rock star, bro. <laughs> 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 you
0: lit. Yeah.
1: I do it all sober nowadays, though. So, sober. you know, mostly sober. Besides uh. the cush. Um, Damn, dude. All right, so this is awesome getting to have you come in here. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to mention that's important. You got any, like, specific projects or songs coming up that we need to be excited for?
0: Um, Yeah, I got a lot of stuff, you know, I'm working on. Production-wise, like, bro, like, the list goes on, you know, but if anything, you know, I want people to just be aware of, you know, me dropping my own music and just, you know, just pay attention to what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to get to you either way eventually. So
1: yeah, keep an eye out.
0: Yeah, on top of that, um also want to shout out my two producers to Um, They're from Austria. So I signed them. You, you signed know?
1: two producers from Austria. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're actually out here I don't know I think they're outside
0: Oh but, for yeah, real?
1: Yeah Oh okay
0: So I got them And then um, my artist Leave me alone he's
1: Oh really? Out
0: of, yeah he's out of Florida Oh okay I've seen that shit Yeah check him out He go crazy Wow that's crazy um, <clears throat> So I got that You know it's it's really so much bro So much so Like movie opportunities Not like me in the movie But like you scoring? know Scoring? Yeah scoring movies Really wow Yeah, yeah. all that
1: That's badass too <clears> There's <throat> probably a lot of bread In that <clears throat> shit
0: Yeah it's crazy dude. The Money's crazy Damn
1: Alright well, Ronnie J, I appreciate you uh, coming in and kind of educating us out there, motivating the young producers out there and sort of filling us in on a lot of the history of everything you've been through. Yeah, not no problem, bro. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate it, G. Uh, Ronnie J, No <laughs> Jumper, coolest <laughs> podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want support. Go get yourself a Kendama.
0: We're going to give Ronnie
1: J one, too. We might teach him to
0: spike it. Oh, not know how to do this shit. <laughs>
1: Peace. <laughs>